I'm on that good cushion alcohol. Mike I got some damn bitches I can call. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Jones Chronicles. I'm your host, Christina. I hope everyone's had a good week. There was some sad news this week. Starting off our episode, the actor Angus Cloud unfortunately passed away a week after his father's funeral. And I I definitely had some you know some emotions regarding his passing because this was one of his first roles in Hollywood. He dealt with a lot of anxiety. His father was his rock and it just it just kind of reemphasizes that fame doesn't it doesn't always make things better. And I was so sad because he was so very young and the continuation of loss of life when you haven't even figured out who you are yet is definitely worth mourning. In other news, let's talk about Carly Russell. Fucking embarrassing! Of course, this story is getting national attention especially negatively from some some of that community who who jumped at the opportunity to uh, point out that black people are just as capable of being deceptive as their race but this is really a story i've been monitoring since it came out notice when the story broke i think the dead giveaway for me is the fact that i usually retweet or re you know when it's certain type of news story that i want to push out there but honestly i started reading part of the story and it never made sense from the beginning i was hoping or at least i don't know why hoping right uh but yeah of course you never want to see one of our own unfortunately choose to monopolize the public in illegal activities um it's never great however i think that sometimes the sensationalization of certain stories due to the media attention that they're given is a bit of a problem in itself. Because I think if Carly Russell was someone else, a missing black woman would not have been a huge topic of conversation in the manner that it was. Because there is a certain classism involved that made her story at face value seem believable but i i wasn't fooled i said hold up wait a minute something ain't right just so you know as of july 25th she came out and admitted that she lied about the entire thing there was no kidnapping it was all a hoax you didn't see any toddler on the side of the road But that was my first red flag 
was that if there's a toddler on the side of the road, very rarely does only one person see it. Not only that, most people would react. They would. They would pull over to the side of the road. They would be like, what the fuck? And there would be a whole bunch of other people that saw the same kid joining in just to be part of the drama that's unfolding of why this kid is on the highway that's just human nature the second thing that didn't make sense to me was that she would just walk home the next morning um that she claimed to have called 911 but 911 didn't have any record of her call I thought maybe she had had an episode and was possibly schizophrenic. But unfortunately, that was not the case either. You know, she just decided to stage in and a kidnapping and not even a well staged kidnapping. Uh, she said nude pictures were taken of her when she went missing and because black lives matter and we're trying to put more representation on missing black women being given the same media coverage as missing white women of the same prestige because she was 25 years old she was a nursing student she's very beautiful she seemed like a rather ideal candidate to to use that platform to support and then it it turned and backfired because the whole entire thing was made up i'm not surprised motherfuckers shame 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 worse she acted alone and did not have help meaning that she humiliated her family in the process because her mother received a frantic call from her her daughter and she did the one thing she thought she was supposed to do and it turns out that her daughter simply used her real fear to add credibility to her story because she wasn't in on her 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 hoax they also said that she was in a fight with someone on the side of the road. They saw her in an argument with someone on the side of the road. I can't recall that uh, that detail, if it was confirmed or not. But yeah, it's a slap in the face because there are 30,000 black people missing in the u.s of a and none of them is given half of the attention they deserve and now all the resources went into this story that makes certain groups feel as if they have a platform to speak on because you know how it is out there in the streets they definitely don't want to give you praise when you're doing great but they are the first one there when someone falls down and there's nothing to say that russell should be a representation for all black people but certainly did not uh did not utilize what many thought was helping 
a sister in need and find out that they had been clowned. But just like the juicy story, I there there are certain things when when we are investigating ourselves that we have to not allow the need for a utilization of someone versus verifying exactly what's going on. Like I said, there there was too many red flags in the beginning that I'm really surprised there weren't many others that were taking a more active or, you know, kind of not added more attention to something that they they kind of should have felt in their soul wasn't wasn't a hundred percent. So that's that on that. Let us discuss some random facts because I was watching this video called Wonder Why on YouTube and uh, there was some interesting things I learned about places in in the world. So I put the links below uh, to part one. The Sultan of Brunei has a net worth of $20 billion and resides in a $350 million residential palace. It is so hard to imagine being that rich. But at the same time, when I saw when I saw him and his father and the whole group sitting there, I just couldn't help but think that's so much corruption and insidious behavior. I mean, there's nothing to say that they are horrible people, but I do think that level of power can only corrupt, <laughs> even at the best of intentions. The, the the more and longer that you have it and it's unchecked yeah I think the the more depraved because you're you're living on a plane of existence that doesn't compute with anyone else and that has to be isolating it has to pig beach pig beach is located on big major K also known as Major K, which is a beach on an uninhibited island uh, located in Eczema in the Bahamas. The island takes its unofficial name from the fact that it is populated by a colony of feral pigs which live on the island and can swim. And they have made this a tourist attraction. I'm not sure... And y'all know I love me some monkeys. I don't never not bring it up in the last three months, which annoys everyone. And yet I'm still doing it. I don't give a fuck. And as much as I want to go and see them in person, I don't think that's a great idea. (laughs) I think we need to stop fucking with certain, certain creatures. Because that's how you get transmuted diseases from from certain animals to human transmissions. And then you get viruses and then everybody's like, how did this happen? Well, 
I don't know. Maybe you were swimming with feral pigs in the Bahamas. Like that shit's been studied. Belarus has a show called The Theorists, which is basically a ripoff of Big Bang Theory, which I thought was hysterical because Russia is all anti anything capitalist. And thus, <laughs> the idea that they would steal such a popular show and not even, it's not, it's, it's definitely for Russians. The flag of Benin depicts a guy being decapitated by a sword. I was just talking to my mom about this. I was like, dude, do you know the shit that's going down in Africa right now? <laughs> I think I saw the the what is it Mali and Niger yeah that is an actual shit I'm gonna say it wrong (laughs) oh god I know that Africa's a continent Uh, what do you call the places on the continent (laughs) go with country for right now so yeah niger and mali have decided to go full communist they're now working with vladimir putin they've turned against their their colonial the french oppressors but all of it is bullshit because they don't help their people unless you're in south africa they're not helping their people they're just they're not they're just those all those governments are fucking corrupt they're helping themselves two percent has the the capital gdp of the country and the rest of everyone else is living in poverty and under constant threat of being just chopped in a million pieces so yeah y'all can miss me with the the motherland bullshit like yeah uh it's everyone's motherland And yes, um, most of my history is there, but let's not make pretend like after probably 18 something something (laughs) that we took two separate baths. Cameroon raised $3.77 to help the American people during the depression in the 19... 1930s because that's how poor the country is but they still wanted to try to help and that's as much as they could offer i got you fam i don't wear these but if you happen to be a guy and does the necktie originates from croatia little known fact of absolutely little importance but (laughs) in case it's a trivia question in Honduras, it rains fishes with their reason still being unknown. How about new? Can you imagine just walking down the street and a fish just smacks you in the face? <laughs> I suppose, well, unless you're looking up at the sky, it wouldn't. But what if you were? Some people do. It would be laying in your back in the grass. I guess you would see. I don't know how sudden this rain if there's some clouds that appear i don't know 
I just feel as if that's not a way to live. And lastly, Japan has more than 80,000 people over the age of 100, which is one in every 1,500 people. We got to get over there and their uh their lifestyle we know what it is though they don't eat the the shit that we do <laughs> and they got that buddhism going on that kind of promotes the idea of a healthy life so yeah when we want to think about what we need to do <laughs> the answer is there we simply have to follow the advice of japan so i said we were going to speak of nigerian women and their role how it has transformed because it really has if you look up right now the role of nigerian women it is very much diminished and they are one of the lowest class of women in the country they continue to fall further in uh, agency and they increasingly are becoming victims to sexualized violence but prior to colonization nigerian women were quite involved in the political process in the bornu empire women took part in administrating the state queen bakwa turuku founded the city of zaria and her daughter built a defensive wall around the city in order to repel invasions ancient yoruba land compromised or comprised eight high-ranking chieftains who helped the ruler rule the kingdom the igbo women of nigeria were politically active in their communities during this period one political system that was prevalent here was the dual sex system in the system women organizations and men's organizations acted side by side authority was shared between the two genders as a way of promoting unity a prominent position enjoyed by igbo women under the system was that of the omu which translates to mother of society those that attained this position did so independently of their male relatives the omu made decisions that pertain to both men and women she was in charge of overseeing and regulating the marketplace by setting market prices and disputes the omu was also the head of the council that was in charge of local trade both she and other women were obligated to attend assemblies to discuss important matters pertaining to the people and they had discretion in important matters such as waging war i was born a flesh yes diamonds on my neck i like boarding jets i like more than sex but nothing in this world that i like more than checks money all i really want to see is the money i don't really need a d i need the all a bad bitch need is the money i got pants in the coop busting at the roof i got pants in the coop touch me i'll shoot i think it's safe to say that one part of colonization that isn't quite as much discussed is the impact of colonists beliefs 
on the places that they they took over and we're not talking about just christianity because we know the religious aspect of it but even their cultural beliefs begin to change and men become the dominant force because that's very much what colonial society promotes and that women are uh basically at the behest of the male figure they're considered weak they have their place in society and it is the home and it is something that has persisted even with the decolonization of africa so it's um another tragedy that is left a little unspoken on the scars of how colonization truly did ruin certain nations forevermore because it doesn't look like the nigerian women are going to regain anytime soon that type of equality another queen not of nigeria but of zazo queen amina now known as zaria in kaduno or Kaduna. She was born in the middle of the 16th century. Her father, King Nikatao, was the 22nd ruler of Zarya. The name Zarya derives from her sister, whose name is also Zarya. So now we cannot at all make fun of <laughs> the European royalty for naming everyone the same fucking per- name every generation because that's just was a thing. After the death of her parents, Queen Amina's brother became the king of Zazo. Before her parents' death, she had established herself as a leading warrior. Her brother Karami died in 1576, making way for Queen Amina. Upon assuming the throne, she waged a war, a 34-year campaign against her neighbors to expand Zazo, which is Zarya territory. Her army consisted of 20,000 foot soldiers and 1,000 cavalry troops. Unfortunately, not much more is known about her, but there's someone else in history that we can add to the increasing names of women rulers in Africa. And let me put it out there, it far exceeds any European royalty line. And while women were very much still oppressed at that time in history, you see, African women didn't have that same mark in society. They were people of importance, of agency, and they certainly had their own rights. Let's talk about another queen who has a lot of different tales and traditions behind her name in Ethiopian dialects known as Quidit, Yoder, Isator, and Esther, and in Amharic as Isat or Isato, which means fire, and in Terda Gabaz. In Tiltal, Queen Gudit is is known as Gawa, and she is described as a legendary queen who flourished in the 10th century. 
Today, it is generally accepted that Gudit was a historical queen who ruled Aksum during the second half of the 10th century. Some researchers believe that Queen Gudit was the daughter of the Aksumite emperor Ayazor, while others have it that she was either the granddaughter of Emperor Wudin Asafer or the queen of the so-called Falasha. Others still regard her as the ruler of the kingdom of Damat and re- uh, related to King Gideon, presenting her either as his daughter or as his wife, which are two different roles, <laughs> or as an Aga woman or even an exiled woman who married Prince Zenobis, the son of the king of Sham. This is why African history is so complicated because even if you have some historical account to to reference most of the stories around maybe that little bit of confirmed record is word of mouth or in gaze which is not a very well translated language they're still trying to figure that shit out so due to that you have things like multiple types of origin stories even though it could be referencing the same person according to popular belief especially amongst ethiopian christians hence the judas judith queen gudit is described as a rebellious woman and even a prostitute who raised an army invaded axum from where she had been exiled and burned its palace and churches Hens described Gudit as someone who is, quote, said to have killed the emperor, ascended the throne herself, and reigned for 40 years. Accounts of her violent misdeeds are still related among peasants in the North Ethiopian countryside, end quote. I almost kept in the audio because my daughter interrupted me at that point <laughs> in my recording. <laughs> and I told her I was recording and she said, and... <laughs> i'll 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 uh keep that audio in the end and if after credits you can listen to that (laughs) me and my daughter speaking to each other (laughs) she's a hot mess um where were we with our queen gudit numerous accounts in axum recall her destruction of churches monuments artifacts monoliths and stale or stale that were shattered by her attacks as she laid waste to the countryside. Gudit is indeed better known for her alleged wrongdoings than for the possible role she played in the transformation and transition of the social position of women in the political and economic domains of Axum, which traditionally and culturally were male-dominated positions. She annihilated, annihilated almost the entire male line of the Axumite dynasty. So here is another part of the same continent where women are more marginalized and then you have a queen who takes position and she's considered Judas <laughs> or Judith because of all the wrong things she's done and not credited for anything that she may have accomplished. I mean, it's not as if uh, regicide is that what it's called it's not like that's not well that's when you kill the kings well i guess anyone 
Hmm. Yeah. No, because didn't they do that in the Sultanate? All of the sons were, or the brothers of the king were killed. So there'd be no, no competition. So that kind of makes sense. (laughs) Not judging. I'm not here to judge. I'm here to bring you the facts that this woman is not considered a pillar of uh, an example however she is a woman who dominated or came to power in a male hierarchy and that is something that is worth taking note of she certainly isn't the only one to have done it in violence (laughs) and that is where we are going to conclude this episode i was reading from several links that are listed below next week we'll come back and discuss uh the tamil kings as well as africa's relationship with india because there's a whole section of history we're just ignoring because it doesn't come from the western side of society and they are quote-unquote the winners even though one of the richest man men in the world or people however you want to say it many billionaires and actually not from the western side of society but that's neither here nor there i'm sure we'll definitely have some fun facts and some this and that as well if you want us in feedback or you have any topics you want to discuss or any ideas or any personal stories you want to share blackercouch at gmail.com my social media will be below until the next time peace hair grease and black girl magic hello if can yeah you hear me? i can hear you now i say i say call me at eight yeah you're frozen no i can't i'm talking daddy at 8 30. <sighs> okay i really hold on ma'am i was recording Give me five and? minutes. You said Anne. You don't say Anne. <laughs> I'm mad she said Anne. She said Anne.